Yeah. If I die tomorrow, I hope you hear these words. I ain't here to flip no birds or sip no serve. Hope the future generations can get this urge. Stay woke, youngin', and avenge these nerds. Uh. We are back at What's the up? 1005 hour for a double. Oh, yeah, man. that's right. I told you we were coming back. It's, it's almost like we, we, you know, we haven't been here for so long. <laughs> <laughs> all right so i know we did this in the last episode but we're gonna do the, this for those who are joining us in this 10 o'clock hour it is the announcements make sure you guys are tuning in to nerds by subscribing on that button hit the subscribe button hit the subscribe button why because last week we dropped the creative interview with rob anderson and the reason why we say that is that next week i'm gonna dub it rob powers week mm-hmm. rob powers the creator of penguins penguins penguinos revenge is coming on the show tuesday we're going to have a kickstarter launch party for his book and then friday his creative series interview drops what yes and when i say also check out the nerds network is because the medusa's cascade comes out every saturday that is awesome for you guys to follow if you love dnd make sure you check out that podcast and make sure you're following everyone who is on your dnd spicy network. novella Oh, yeah. The D&D yes. spicy novella that it is. Indeed. Also, too, free comic book day, live drawing starting this Saturday. That I will be here. Me, me, and anyone else. He's just full of energy me. today, oh, yeah. man. It was. It, I'm, Somebody I'm had coffee? coffee? I mean, I'm, I'm, drinking, coffee. I'm drinking coffee now, but. I have like, my, I I black. I don't know. black. Okay, me, too, I guess. I don't know if you can see into the dark side of this mug. So <laughs> You guys need hugs? Like. I'm good. <laughs> you right? I had my half and half this morning. I just got, I just killed the pot. It was one okay. of those things. Okay. I, I have a reason. But um, join me this Saturday, one to five. Going to be doing some free drawing and also to giving out a free PDF for my first comic that I dropped, which is Dead Planet. So make sure you download guys this Saturday. And finally, another nerds event. The 22nd, 8 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. We are doing a drink and draw. Come join us. Drink and draw. We'll be drawing, drinking, drawing, drinking. We'll go on to like 10 p.m. Talking I'll be drinking, shit. not you'll drawing. Be drinking. Yeah, you'll be drinking. You'll be drinking. I'll be drawing. I'll be don't drink and draw. Um, <laughs> you but that's, the, but that's that. the event. <laughs> like, <laughs> but it's the event. It's coming all having fun. Come join us. These are two events. May is going to be a big month for nerds. Um, and yep. finally, so we're going to be talking about Falcon, Captain America, Winter Soldier. We're going to be talking about it all tonight. And we have a great, great. Tony, drop the spoiler warning. Yes. Yes. As always, uh, we are doing our spoiler one for the last episode of Falcon and Winter Soldier. We will talk about everything. Sam Wilson became Captain America. I was incorrect on who the power broker was. I was really pissed off that it was that it was wrong. Uh, so yeah, and and we got U.S. agent, and he didn't go and off and kill anybody. Anyway, Tony Stark has died. You have been spoiler spoiler warned. So I don't know why you're still here if you if you haven't seen the show, but you know it is what it is. And yes, laser, more drinking, less drawing that night. <laughs> Indeed, oh, that's brother Doc. So first up, we have a great cast that's coming on tonight. So first up, she was on the show. You saw her earlier. She. This does some awesome drawing. She has the links in our description. She was here last time talking about Captain America Winter Soldier with us. I want to give it up for the one, the only, awesome V-Mac. Hey, what's up, guys? How you doing? Oh, welcome back. Thank you. Thank you. 
I'm loving that collection on that shelf right there. Word yeah. all them pops. Thank you. I've changed some things around since the last time. I changed some things around. So yeah, uh, pops. I got a few of. I got the collection of like Adventures Two, Age of Ultron, Simpsons Legos. Um, I also have J. Scott Campbell's Fantasy Fairy Tales collection up top. So um, a little bit of things. There's other things you can't see in the view, but yeah, okay. it's pretty cool. It's, lo- it's looking good. Thank you, thank you. Slowly yeah. but surely, it's it's an improvement stage right now. <laughs> and Arash, yeah, um, coffee or vodka, I'm not gonna say. <laughs> and he just I it, have more. I have more pops. You just don't see them more. all. She probably has. She has more than you, um, Arash. Um, I, I definitely have more. I just can't see them all here. <laughs> <laughs> now, finally, our next guest. They're coming in as a tag team. Oh, tag right. team. Are we? Yes. They're invading the show. This is our first time oh with both of them on at the same God. time. Right? I don't know if this oh, is really? a good idea. I don't, know. <laughs> I, don't know. I don't know if it, they're invading. They, they came knocking, kicking down the doors. You hear the glass breaking, the DX um, symbols going off. <laughs> we want to give it up for the one who only met cast members of Comics Cast. Jerome Matos and Joe Tolliver. What is up, guys? Welcome. Yeah, yeah. They, up, guys? they claim the, the finale spot with the quickness. J- J- Jarrell claims the finale spot at the finale show of the previous show. Oh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, so happy to be here, guys. Welcome, welcome yeah. back. Welcome back. Happy to be here. I, you know, Comics Cast is all about doing our stuff, but, you know, we got to get out there. We got to talk to hang out with you guys, you know, so whatever we can do just to – the thing is, like, we work, but like, it's just fun to just be a nerd and hang out. Like, that's really yeah, yeah. That, that's fun to do. So, it's yeah. not work when we're hanging out with you guys. So, that's good times. We're glad. Yeah. yeah so, so, we want to welcome you guys again. Check out their channels, Thomas Cast. The links is in the description. So, make sure you check it out. We're glad to have everyone on the show. Amazing artists, amazing guests. So, first of all, we're going to deep dive into Falcon and Winter Soldier, the six um the six episodes. Um. So, the beginning. The first question is this: Is that um. Falcon now, Captain America. What are your guys' thoughts on the new suit? Did it transition well from the comic pages to the live screen? And VMAC, we are going to start with you. Oh, thank you. Okay, I actually really liked the suit. Um, it reminiscent of the comic and was so head dead on. It was really good to see on screen. I, I personally am not the biggest fan of Anthony Mackie. I don't think he fills it well, but... It worked out for it. it. I I really really love the suit. I love the shield. I love the the new uh, what's the red wing? That's it. Yes, it was really really good. It makes him more appealing, and I I, I love it. I loved it. Terrell, you're up. <laughs> I'm up. Okay. Oh, where do I go with this? Um, Got a softball question first before we deep dive yeah. into everything. There's nothing softball about this question. It's <laughs> hardcore. But you know what? Um, I do appreciate, you know, that it had the comic sensibilities. You know, they, they mm-hmm. brought that in there. But just like Cap's Avengers costume, I think it's really, really bright. And, you know, I'm not – I don't want to go full, like, Fox X-Men where it's biker, biker suits and all black and stuff like that. But, <laughs> but I do – I do appreciate they had that nod to it, but what I felt was a little bit like, it was that little bit of that MCU movie sensibility that was, you know, that was that 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 you saw like in the the design of the costumes, you saw that in the movies, and then when you when you went to like a TV show, um, you know, I liked what they kind of toned down at the beginning of the season, uh, Falcon's costume and even Bucky's costume, but I just felt like it was it just didn't translate as well. Can you imagine if that if that whole battle scene was done during the day versus 
at night. I think mm. that those the, that costume would just like stand out. But I do see what they're going for. I mean, they want him to be that new symbol of freedom. You know, he's assuming the role, so he has to. He actually has to have that punch. You know, he has to really stand out. Um, but I think that it could have been toned down a little bit. And then there's the whole thing about he's a flyer, and I was like. You know, I, I want it to be streamlined. I want to like, talk to the whole show if you let him yeah. talk. Oh, I'm sorry. No. It's cool. No, it's cool. All good. It's bulky. It's bulky. And, uh, good points. Good points. It, it, I, 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 I agree. I want I want some Wakandan sensibility. Like Black Panther was smooth. I mean, there was like hardly any scenes on Black Panther. And this is supposed to be Wakandan technology added into like a, the uh, this new Falcon cap uniform so i figured it'd be a little bit of that wakandan vibe still very american but i, I kind of wanted that that sensibility but i'm going to shut up now because i talk too much so uh I'll pass it on to my my, my uh my uh, partner in crime joe joe you tell well, me well sebastian's in charge i don't know who he's oh, uh, wait 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 let me take a comment here because if emilio goes this is a captain america survive without a serum otherwise it was looking grim i mean he 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 anthony mackie showed that he could hold his own and I, again i enjoyed it and just to touch up the color thing i think the color thing was playing how walker's was dim and then his was brighter and it was just i don't showing two right. different i don't think that'll be the final uh one yeah, if they bring it into the mcu yeah, main movies i think, I think they'll it. revamp it i think they wanted fanfare comic look yeah. and that's probably and i think they hit that point yeah like, they, i don't think they're gonna stick with it it does i won't i don't think that'll transition well on this big screen in the movies like like cap's original costume that they pointed out in the first Captain America movie, it didn't transition well. We got it, but it didn't transition well mm -hmm. in his U.S. old days. But Joe, the first, come on. yeah, Joe, the first Captain America movie, the bulky one with all the yeah. Traps. When he was in the U.S. O, no, when he was in the U.S. O. show, when he was uh, the oh, so, uh, war bonds, literal a literal costume, right? Yes, right. yeah. So <laughs> the one, the one that was from the what ninety two movie, made yeah. for TV movie, which by the mm -hmm. way, that Red Skull is still. An awesome villain. If you guys haven't seen that movie, you need to rewatch yes. it. Anyway, <laughs> my argument is this, and I, I Gerald basically had all the points, and there's no real reason to to sort of echo everything he just said. And I'll just say two things. One, uh, I think the MCU has always been really great about respecting and uh, revamping the, the the characters' looks so that they look really good on on screen, cinema, big TVs, whatever. Right. So. Uh, I forget the artist's name. I follow him on Instagram. He's a great artist, and he's the one that does all of the the redesign. Yeah. And it's fantastic what he's done. I think this has been a huge letdown. Um, Falcons, uh, Captain America. I, it looks like something you would get from like a Marvel uh, or Disney like pickup store or something. <laughs> it was hot garbage. The kids well. are gonna love it. It was hot garbage. I was really unhappy with it um, and really, really kind of upset. Now, when they went to the digital stuff where he was flying, it was killer. It was fast. It looked great. But as far as like when he was wearing it on his body, it just didn't look good. And he's he's a big, he's a toned guy. Like they yeah, could have put a suit on him. So story-wise, it didn't fit because you got freaking uh, Wakanda guys putting that thing together. It could have been slick and awesome. And they could have still done what MCU is so good at which is converting those suits over for cinema. So I was really let down by that. Uh, but for the most part, you know, my my biggest thing uh, isn't necessarily the suit. So I wish they could have done better with the suit, but it's a good start for sure. Uh, but yeah, that suit was just, it was, it, to me, if I was a, a video director, any, if I was a sound director, I would have been like, yo, 
this looks like garbage. Like you just start over. <laughs> I would have walked up to the director and been like, I'm quitting this show. That's all I got. <laughs> Not to make a hashtag Joe Soapbox. <laughs> <laughs> oh, oh man, man. You want to, you want to, uh, here's the oh, deal. Do you want to make the first, uh, you want to, you want to make a big deal mm -hmm. out of the fact that, that the Falcon is Captain America. You want a whole show where you're going to have some people sit down for an hour and basically be told you better like this character. And if you don't, you're garbage, then make a damn good suit, <laughs> make a damn good suit, at least make them look good. And then at least I can be upset about the story and what your issues are with the story. And I can't have an eyesore. I'm looking at this suit going, this dude deserves a better suit. Like it's hot. It's, it's BS. And it just actually made me a little angry when I saw it. I was like, this is, this is garbage. Oh, yeah. there's some, there's some mixed media going on about that suit. Law, go ahead. Wow. I'm on the opposite end of that spectrum. <laughs> <laughs> my love is over here, and that's why Joe is over there. <laughs> <laughs> so, especially, um, was it my favorite suit? No, like I still think the 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 mask. Like if they kept like his face showing, and maybe had goggles or something, the mask didn't translate well from yeah. the the comic. Yeah. Uh, but the suit itself wasn't bad, especially because they. I know what they were trying to do. They were trying to show that first issue that we saw back in the day when he first came on. Mm -hmm. So they did a really good job translating that same first comic suit to, to the big screen. You know what I mean? So that like did it really well. I wasn't mad at it. Um, is it a suit that I think he should keep uh, further down the line? Not necessarily. I do agree with Joe. Like there's some, I did want to see more Wakanda in that suit than, and, and Jarrell. Than that they gave mm -hmm. us. I think it was in the tech, but not so much the suit itself. Mm -hmm. But I did like the suit for what they try to do in translating the comic to you know the screen. Um, I would say like if mm -hmm. if if I had to gripe about the suit, it would literally just be like the face felt off. Like I wanted yeah. to like see them go, you know, either commit to like this. Uh, commit to like getting rid of it or making it feel more flush. It felt like it didn't fit proper. Like Batman's neck. Kind of. Yeah. Yeah. I yeah. Can see that. It, it looked like a sock with holes. <laughs> the suit looked like a, a suit with <laughs> elbow pads, knee pads. <laughs> it was bulky in certain parts. Yeah. I think it's yeah. Yeah. Pads, really like you just fit in it well. well. I didn't actually, the, the hat port, the, the, the head portion didn't bother me all that much, honestly. I it think was it was the way to fit uh, the rest of the suit, honestly. Tony, you're up. Uh, okay, so polar we're polarizing already. Okay. Uh, <laughs> so for the suit, I think so. A couple things. I am kind of on the fence with the integrated headpiece. I think it was. It does feel a bit off. Like I like the suit. I like that it's bulky, not like stupid bulky like back in the day comics. But um, for what it's worth, the fact that Sam isn't uh, a super soldier doesn't have any sort of yes, right. uh, doesn't have any sort of enhancements in him whatsoever. He's literally just yes. straight up human. So right. has the other stuff from the Wakandan tech. It's not a nano right. suit. So it's just it's just a bulked up suit with Wakandan like tech. Pillows. Right. <laughs> like pillows. So 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 there, there's that. The Can other point. Pull this thing up. <laughs> so the other point too is the fact that it's really vibrant and bright. I agree, just from what we're used to. Um, but to everyone's point, like just he's being he's the new Captain America. They wanted the big, bright, 
shiny new suit before it's grimed up or it's darkened for the Captain America uh, Captain America Four movie, which we are getting. Um, the second thing, and then the next, the next thing too to talk. Man, man, I lost my point. Oh, comparing the suit to what we saw for um, Vision, WandaVision. Like her suit was, her suit was really dope. It was yeah. way more muted, and the, right. the red wasn't as intense, and it made yeah. sense for how it looked on TV and how we're gonna see it in multiverse. So I think what they're gonna do here is probably get it down. I mean, my favorite Captain America suit is the stealth suit from Winter Soldier. That's my oh, favorite suit. Uh -huh. That's the best suit. Uh, that's that's my favorite suit. So I'm assuming as he. He's not gonna. He's gonna be Captain America for X amount of time for the movie, probably. So they'll probably change it up. They'll probably get rid of the head thing too, just to be like an homage to what they did with Chris Evans, since he did not like right. the helmet, uh, the first helmet which covered his ears, and they changed it to no ears, and then eventually he just didn't have a helmet no more. Uh, but yeah, I think I think that's kind of kind of where we're at with it. I like the flying aspect. I like that he has the Wakandan tech to protect him using the vibranium. That scene where he covers his wings from the fucking helicopter. I was like, yo, that's really dope. And I love how Sam uses his suit to his advantage with the thrusters and the wings. So I think yeah. there's a really good integration between him um, and, and the suit. So, But I think you know down the line, it's probably going to get more streamlined as the suits have happened throughout the MCU. Because they tend to change throughout the movies. Yeah, it took us I mean, 10 years before we saw fucking chainmail cap. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I wasn't a big fan of the bulky shoulders and all that. That, but yeah, I love the, like the shoulder design. pads. Yeah, but um, to Amelia's point, if people know who Sam is, won't they go out and terrorize his family? I think the wings already gave it away, to be honest, of who was cap. Um, but um, I wanted to get into Batarak the Leaper, but I'm actually gonna skip him because you know he's a very minor character. I was happy to see that George St. Pierre got to play this character for a longer period of time than what we've seen. And um, again, I kind of like what they're doing with the TV shows. We're giving um people more work, we're getting to see more characters, and even though there wasn't more into his backstory, that was fine. Again, Batarak the Leaper doesn't do much in the comics. But again, we thank George St. Pierre for kicking in, um, doing what he does best. But I want to get into Sharon Carter, actually, because I had this theory. We had this theory in the beginning. Then Tone switched it because he said he was wrong about it. Was That's that it. what if she's the power broker? And the thing is, like, what I want to touch up on Sharon Carter is because she's someone's story. We don't know what happened during the blip. And she obviously was not blipped away. Uh -huh. So how do you guys feel about her now being set up to be a big bad in the MCU yeah. and her being the power broker in general? Um, Jarrell, we'll start with you with this one. Oh, also, also really quick too, uh -huh. uh, just to throw it in there for your analysis, is that I think in Endgame they said that she was blipped and then there are some theories going around that she could have just faked oh, that, that information. Yeah, she could have faked that information. So that's another theory that she supposed to be a scroll. Anyway, that 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 anyway, that's it. Just wanted to yeah. Yeah, that this is probably my biggest beef with 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 this whole series because you know I love Sharon Carter as a character. I love the Emily Van Camp. I I forgot what her name is. I thought she was a great cast for Winter Soldier. Will always still be my favorite MCU movie. And you know her whole story, the legacy of Peggy Carter. I, I just like I can't I I I remember having a chat with Sebastian saying, "What if she is the uh, uh, the power broker?" And I, <laughs> I I've been avoiding your your shows because I, I was watching everything late, so I had to like watch it later on. I said, "I don't know if you guys discussed it, but she better not be the power broker, even though I think she is." And you know, and she turned out to be. And I was like, "Oh my gosh, what are they doing?" And I think they almost just did it for the sake of a twist. You know, mm -hmm. they, they, they almost wanted to like, hey, let's let's throw a curveball in there to just make everybody's head explode. It made my head explode. I was like, I can't believe they did that because 
one thing, her, her whole, the whole character motivation of Sharon Carter, it's like, yes, she did get like, uh, she, she went out on the limb. She, she got Cap shield back. She got Falcon's wing. She, she did help, you know, uh, them when they were trying to escape in, uh, in civil war and she, she had to go underground. But I just don't think that she would be that morally compromised like where she, or, or she would just like, hey, you know what? I'm just going to go the opposite direction of my character. And, and then even when the blip happened, um, you know, you saw that she's a fugitive. Cap was a fugitive, Infinity War. And then like when everybody got blipped, it's like Cap was okay again. He was with Black Widow. And then, you know, they were trying to like say, you know, to figure out what they could do. It's like, why didn't she reach out to like Cap during that time period? I just felt like. I, I think the story writers were like trying to like come up with some sort of like uh, you know fancy curveball to, to just make everybody's head explode. And I don't like her as a villain. I think she's you know I almost wanted her to be like orchestrating Batroc so that she could like help Cap out. I mean, uh, uh, Cap Falcon, you know. And, and well, let, yeah. let me throw another interesting theory then to you, Joe. Um, some um, there's a theory going on because Secret Invasion is on the table. Mm -hmm. Do you think that she can be one of the characters that we're going to see in Secret Evasion as a girl spot? Oh, absolutely. She, I mean, her story is obviously. I mean, she was part of the. Uh, now they don't do end end scene things; they do mid scene, uh, mid credit <laughs> things. I thought that was kind of funny. I almost expected there was going to be another like uh, another scene at the end of the credits, and there's right. like long like there's not even like there's not even a soundtrack. It's just credits. Flashing, I'm like, okay, come on, there's gonna be something else, and I was disappointed. But yeah, she's gonna be a big deal. Um, yeah, yeah, I think there's more to the story because, like, we gotta, we gonna, we're gonna definitely learn about the backstory. But um, Ari says, "What's up, guys? What's up, Ari? Hey. Um, Ari. Joe, you're the next one up. Um, again, about uh, Sharon Carter being the power broker. What happened with her story during the um, you know, the blip? And again, I pose that to you too. Do you think that it's something to do with Secret Invasion? Um, I don't think so. And I'll tell you, I'll tell you why. All right. So, <laughs> so by the end of this show, either we're going to be drinking buddies that know we disagree about stuff or we're just not going to talk anymore. <laughs> but here's, the deal. here's the deal with this. So no, she's not going to be a secret evasion because they won't sacrifice a, a female character uh, of power to be able to do that. Number, number two, my biggest concern and what bothers me about this decision that they're doing is they're sacrificing a really great character with a legacy to to have a show that is a quote unquote minority show uh, to push a, a female main character because in their the little box that they've created for their minorities to play in they've decided well we need a female lead villain and they ruined Peggy to be able to make that happen basically Sharon Sharon whatever or the same last name right sorry <laughs> they ruined that legacy of that character they uh the connection to the Captain America her her legacy in the films to make a female lead villain that's all they needed and they wanted a bigger name to do it from the they from could the have movie. used so many other characters though I it mean so obvious that it was her from the beginning I knew it was her from like the first time they said they introduced her I played Mass Effect like I knew who the shadow broker was I was like, I played this for hours and it took me a while to figure it out. You're not getting me twice. Like, I knew who the shadow broker was. I got it. Okay. Well, Mass Effect did it way better. They did it way better. <laughs> they are the shadow uh, broker's yeah. a really good DLC. But yeah, they just ruined the character for me. Uh, she's a strong character. Maybe she's doing, you know, quadruple agent, you know, undercover thing, which could be, could be a thing. Um, I like her character. I don't mind her. Kind of being in living in the gray area, being shut. I mean, I've watched 
Gerald knows this. I've been on a 24 binge for like, oh, for like weeks. Yeah. <laughs> I'm on like season seven. So I get gray area with agents. So I, I dig it. But um, yeah. I like her character and I hope that they don't make her a full on villain. Hopefully it's more like she's trying to take down some stuff. But I don't think so at this point. I don't think so. But no, but that I, end I, sentence, yeah. it, it kind of, when she's willing to give up secrets and all this other, it's like, yeah. What? Yeah. I mean, it's, yeah, I want to I get your thoughts on this now, Val. But first, um, Emilio goes, how effective is the secret invasion going to be if the scrolls are good guys in the MCU? I don't think not all of them. Uh, that's all a, of them. I think yeah. the ones we saw in Captain Marvel were a sect. Yeah. Yes. yeah they, were, yes. they were a, um, a, uh, a, a metaphor for, People that are trying to cross borders, but they're good people. Yeah. But, yeah. Well, I mean, no that, that doesn't mean they're all that. good people. The yeah. scrolls are not historically yes. no, entirely yeah. great. So yeah, I mean, it's, it's, it's a I'm whole sure society. we're going to see both sides of them, just like the Kree. Yeah. Exactly. What I was. Uh, so I figured, I hinted at it early in. Um, I had discussed with a couple co workers. They were. They thought her character and her inclusion into the series was unnecessary. Um, they didn't like that she's a human being able to take out a group of guys all armed with guns. It was just very um, unrealistic, although it's a it's a comic book show. I did not <laughs> like that they decided I would have preferred her being more like a double agent type thing or a, a someone who was like the liaison i prefer that instead of her being actually power broker but i saw it i hinted at sawing it seeing it come in and i wasn't happy about it and the fact that they followed through and then made her seem so ruthless about it when that's exactly. not her character at all like we know this character we've known her for years and for all of a sudden okay i can't say all of a sudden she probably got exiled she probably got blipped or not blipped or whatever happened in between you got to do what you got to do but yeah i don't know i don't i don't i don't know i don't know how i feel about it yet and i don't i don't want them to really explore it as much as they they did i don't want to see it <laughs> I, I, yeah it, i think this exactly. is one of the most confusing parts but sure she may not be a villain necessarily she did um help steve and sam and then arellis i thought she was helping them just to get to carly yep Mm. Yeah. Right. That that was the idea, except yeah. mm, they twisted yeah. it at the end. Bang. She might be one of the. She might be one of the most crushed, But again, we don't know. She could what be a scroll. I would be happy yeah. if she was a scroll, because oh, then it's like not said, ruining <laughs> her character, Sharon Carter. She's probably just somewhere else, and this person overtook her identity uh, um, and is actually manipulating more that we're not seeing. I that yeah. would explain it better. Can I make a theory out there? Can I throw a theory out there that I talked to Gerald about earlier? <laughs> Go ahead. What's the theory, Joe? So, so we're talking time travel, right? Right. There's going to so, be a little bit of that. There's, there's, there's time travel on the table. So, so who's, who, whose parents, grandparents is Cheryl's? Sharon's. Sharon. Sharon whatever her name is. Well, Peggy, Peggy, Peggy is her, her grand aunt. aunt. Yeah, her grand yeah. aunt. Um. She's not. We don't know. Oh, her that's parents. not her grandmother. That's the no, it's her grandmother. Oh, yeah. there we go. Then my, yeah. my whole thing is ruined. Then I thought she might have been Captain America's granddaughter. Uh, yeah. Oh yeah. Okay. Yeah. Then that would have been. I mean, that would have sucked because they they kissed. Yeah, <laughs> would have had a whole. Would have had a whole well, fucking Star Wars. See, thing I think with I think Steve going back just splinters reality. Their reality still stays yeah. on course as to what experience, but. 
him going back just splintered a separate a separate reality. Actually, and I'm, I'm gonna isn't that in the same timeline? No, but, um, I gonna, don't think it would be. That's yeah, not gonna, usually how comic books. Sorry. I want to. I know. I want to throw a theory out there because, again, um, and this is just for people to think about. Like, you know, did Steve going back in time mess with people's characters and all too? Because again, they were warned about stuff like that. Um, and I think also too, when Loki, we're gonna. If you notice in Loki, uh, in Loki's back mm-hmm. uh, trailers in the trailer, trailer in a jumpsuit that says variant. So I think this is something that may play. And again, secret of agent. We don't know what's going mm-hmm. on with Sharon Card. You're right. Um, Law. I want to get your theories on this. So the scroll theory at first, I when I heard it, I was just like, like I heard it from the source who who came up with that theory, and I was just like, nah, no way. But it would it would make more sense if Sharon has been the power broker for longer than we know her to be the power broker. So instead of her being a power broker when after like the blip and the Madripoor and all this other stuff, she's been the power broker since she's been an agent with Shields. Oh, that'd be worse. What bothers me when they do crappy decisions like this, we mm-hmm. give them excuses for explaining away bad writing and treating lazy writing garbage. It's but lazy writing. If she's a but if she's a scroll that entire time, it doesn't mess with her character. Mm. Yeah, look, look as soon as I said yeah, you're a scroll, <laughs> all three of y'all went. You're right. You're right. Yeah. Listen, no, but it's again, so, it, it, again, it's an excuse to do crappy writing. Yeah, they, they basically can say everything that happened in Captain Marvel being in the 90s is an excuse for X, Y, and Z that happened in 2000. Up it's comics. Before. It happens all the time, though. Yeah, it does. Are, we, it does. are we forgetting it does. that this is comics, guys? Like, <laughs> where shit like this happens? No, no. What we're talking about here is comics, we have a standard that we accept good writing or we don't buy the comics. Or we, we Joe, buy image comics. Joe. <laughs> Spider-Man Clone Wars. Spider-Man Clone Wars. That's all I'm going to say. But, hey, hey, hey. but it doesn't negate saga. that those comics goes, exist. It, it, you not like buying those comics does not negate that those comics stuff. exist. So whatever they put out as their story is going to be the story that we get. Yeah. And we gotta, we're just going to have to suck it up. What but I, I don't buy I, that content. And after this after this season, I'm not, I'm not consuming any more Falcon Winter Soldier. Because well, it that's I, fine. turned out to be hot garbage. And it's not good writing. I'm not going to support bad writing and agenda-driven garbage. I'm not going to do it. Like, no. No. And that's why I don't buy the comics. If the comics are crap, I'm not going to buy the comics. That's the only reason you can say, hey, I I, I communicate with my freaking wallet. It's garbage. <laughs> it's garbage. And I wouldn't say it's garbage. It. That's extreme. It wasn't I that bad. I, I, I was actually a big – I was a. I came into this this season going, okay, mm-hmm. I'm – Timid because I know what Disney does with the comic book series, but I really think that the MCU understands what they're doing with these characters, and I think it's going to work. And mm-hmm. for most of the season, I was totally sold. I was like, they're doing a great job. You know, freaking the Falcon is earning the shield. This is fantastic. Like, and they're making everything make sense. It makes sense why Bucky doesn't have it in this series, even though they go way back. There's a whole lot of PTSD. He's not ready for that leadership role. There's a, like, they did it really well. And then that last episode, I was just like, I'm out, man. I'm out. This is garbage. But it should no, please. Uh, but yeah, Sorry. I'm, I'm, I'm. It's it's one of those things where like, did we need her to be the power broker? No. Is is she going to be the power broker? We've seen yes. So I'm just curious to see where they go with it. I don't really have a like hard like. Oh, this drove me nuts. Or like, oh, that, I really enjoyed it. It was one of those things where I'm like. All right, if you're gonna do this, like what's your play? Like, what's the end game for her? So I'm I'm just interested and curious to see where that goes. Cause I think 
if done well and if done with care, it can actually turn out to be pretty good. Yeah, I agree. Um, Tony. All right. So I would have preferred if Val was the power broker. It just, <laughs> yeah, you did. Um, you did. You did. I, I would honestly, you know, because it makes more it sense more to sense. have someone because we knew the power broker wasn't going to be a crazy reveal or a crazy mm -hmm. new character. It was going to be someone that was there and they're making them power broker. I think using Sharon was a bit of a letdown. It made sense to make us think she is and how she's mm -hmm. living in opulence in Madripoor. Right. And you get the twist and know it's Val because one, she's Madam Hydra and she's mm -hmm. just around in the background and you don't need to explain how she became the power broker. She just happens to be the power broker and she was there. But Sharon, we then now need to know what happened and we don't know. Cause then if we don't explain what happened, we have crazy theories like she's a scroll or she faked that she was blipped or she was the power broker when she was in shield or was she a Hydra agent that turned when when she realized that Cap was gonna beat out Hydra, there's so many like little things about yeah. Sharon being the power broker that we need more info, and it was just used as a as a shock value when you could have just used someone else, a low level Marvel character like they did with Val, and I think having Julia Louis Dreyfus do it and being a riff off of Selena Kyle from uh, not Selena Kyle, Jesus, Selena Meyer from Vi from Veep would have mm -hmm. done the whole would have done the job yeah. for me because I can buy her wanting to kill all the flag smashers because if you've right. seen her in veep you see how much of an of, a, of an asshole she is <laughs> she's fantastic it just translates really well and then she's the one who's running u.s agents so like there's we know the power broker gave u.s agent his super soldier serum and that kind of all just would attract better for me than sharon carter where it kind of felt just like a we're gonna make you think she's the power broker and then we're gonna give you the twist when i would have been fine with just she's a gray agent because of what happened and she's dealing with the repercussions of getting the shield and wings back. Right. And that's what happened. And then she's now going to be a great agent kind of in the middle, but now she's the power broker. And it's like now, now and I need to know, I just need to know. She's a scroll. She's not really Sharon Carter. That's, that's, that's yeah. the only no, thing that makes but, sense. And also the thing with the them. scrolls too, because secret war, the whole point of secret wars to work too, is like for it's you to get those, re those reveals of who's a scroll and who's a, who's not a scroll. Like that show's gonna only work if that those twists have impact. Like that's that's it. Otherwise, it's just gonna be like this isn't this person, so they're a scroll. And like I don't want that in a show. I want to be surprised. I want to be questioning myself the whole time. Are they them right. or are they a scroll? Like I think Amelia Clark is a scroll. Like you get a big name actor actress like that, automatically red flag. She's a fucking scroll. And if she's not cool, I'm wrong. But from the jump, she's a scroll. She's like a main scroll because you yeah. got Amelia Clark. You got fucking Daenerys here. All right, cool. Bad. She's not just a human. Who do you think she's going to play otherwise? I mean, what 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 role? Because yeah. if she you is could... a scroll, she'd be Spider Woman. Yeah. Spider Woman was, was a pivotal role in Secret Invasion. Um mm. I just think that it would only fit for she doesn't have to be anything. I don't want them to even pursue this storyline with her being a power broker. I'm hoping they can just say, yeah, we, she was actually this girl. She wasn't really. And you save Sharon Carter somewhere else. And she's been locked up all the time. Well, if you're here, then who's been this girl? You know, it's just, yeah. I would prefer them to clean that up, move on from it and let's go a different direction. Cause that didn't, it doesn't work. It just doesn't yep. work. Yeah, Not with the Sharon Carter name, the, the legacy it holds with Captain America. And then just that character. Marvel has so many other people 
that they can explore. Bring in someone new then. It didn't have to be. I think we're all in agreement that we yeah. did that they didn't have to do this switch because of the fact that we all like Sharon Carter. We all like the character. Right. We it was don't like, know what they're doing. It was the like character. with WandaVision, we went down the rabbit hole of theories and reveals and who's going to show up on the next episode. And then in this, it was like, nah, plain sight. Yeah. Plain sight, man. She's that's the power I, broker. And I had more excitement with WandaVision than I did watching yeah. Falcon. I enjoyed this show. It's good. It's okay. It was like a long movie, um, but I had more excitement with WandaVision. I liked the anticipation. I liked wondering where they were going. It wasn't as obvious to me as to what was happening. You know what's um, funny about the WandaVision thing is I'd love to go back and watch it again because I didn't really enjoy the first few episodes. I would enjoy to see a little little bits of because I, I you noticed them. You'll see a lot more. You'll yeah. realize I've yep. seen it three what times it was, already. Yeah. I went back and watched it because yeah. I was putting someone else on. I'm like, look, let's just watch it again. And I'm like, okay. <laughs> right. you know, so as I'm trying to get people like pushed into it, you realize a lot more that you didn't see. And it was like, oh, now that makes sense. And it mm -hmm. and it totally fits. It worked throughout the entire thing. I'll probably will go back and see Falcon and be like, oh, okay, now I see this. And I just, I don't know. It it I enjoyed it for the most part. They did it well for me. Um, there are things that I would have done differently. I did like the fight scenes in the last episode, um, especially with how he was utilizing his wings, fighting against Carly, holding himself standard, being able to incorporate the shield with his own normal actions and movements was really, really cool. Um, and that was fun to see because you don't, he doesn't get that shine that he would head behind Captain America in the past. So I'm excited to see where they go with his character. Um, but that, that part with Sharon was, I could have gone without, yeah, I want right. to see me winter soldier more of that. I like their dynamic together. Um, it, so far, he took a backseat. Yeah, 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 we're gonna touch up on more characters because, again, like, again, I agree with everybody. I, I think Sharon Carter, you gotta take a really stance with that. Come on, man, it was really weak. I'm just listening because I'm loving this. Um, <laughs> but again, touching up on Ari, one thing I often think about is that they're writing for two audiences. Think of it how non comics <laughs> people would be actors being a scroll. Listen, I don't, we, we know it's, it's, I, just, it's, it's, it's again, we, we, we're gonna go past Sharon. Because again, we all agree it's, it's it was, wasn't great writing with Sharon. But let's get into Carly. Let's talk about Carly. She oh, was viewers. Carly. She went she went beyond redeemable at this point because again, we all wanted to see Carly get redeemed. She was very unredeemable. But her story, which I feel like in her arc is someone who was a, a, a cautionary tale, um, once believed that how once believed can radicalize them. Because again, like at the end, she was full-blown radicalized in that episode. But at the same time, her character was used. Um, how do you feel about her character being used in those six episodes, especially at the end, that the message was this is that you don't want Carly 2.0 to come out. You need to be the people listening in the room because that was really the message. No one was listening to this girl and she got radicalized and everything. So how did you guys feel about Carly's arc? How did it end? And the fact that, you know, she dies at the end and Sam, again, talks about the speech of, you know, we need to start listening to people. Decision makers need to be there with the people in the room. So that this way we don't see people like this again. Um, again, Joe will leave with you with this one. First off, I don't care what her name was. She's a damn terrorist. I don't give a shit. <laughs> I don't care. I don't care. The whole coming down like an angel holding the dead terrorist. I don't care. I don't care. I don't care. These people came around. They were killing people. I don't care. And the whole little speech about 
we need to watch what we say, terrorist, and then he says thug. Like, get, come on. This is ridiculous. They were terrorists. They killed people. U.S. agent was out of line for killing one of the terrorists. He was still a terrorist that killed a bunch of people. Like, what are we doing? Like, what are we talking about on this show? In this scenario, I don't think the idea behind this is yeah. after people go away, get blipped out, yeah. how do you repair thousands of people mm -hmm. all, all appearing? And they yeah. literally was going to just bye, kick them out, and send them to refugee camps and figure it out. Like, yeah. see ya. Yeah, exactly. So, and it that happens in real life, and and, yep. and we maybe not to that extreme, but okay. it, I think that was the idea. Is just not black and white when it comes to things like that. These are people's yeah. lives, and yeah, that's what they terrorists. were trying to show. But also, also, terrorists. also, also people think, that are innocent, and I don't oh, care. Oh, I don't care. Hold on, hold on, hold on. We got, oh, we got the one. The one thing that I think the show did on purpose was show who on the flag smashers was killing people, and they mm -hmm. literally only showed Carly killing folks. Setting the explosion, yeah. and they and they do they do a job to show that the her main squad around her mm. was looking really apprehensive with her. Like, yeah, they like. What do you mean? Yeah. to your point, okay. Joe. So my, my, to, yeah, hold, 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 hold on. To your point, I can I can I, I get when you say she Carly herself is a is a terrorist because but I can't group them all together as murderers because the show only gave us her. Yeah. As yeah. the one killing the people, black smashers right. are going around blowing stuff up and killing people. No, it was Carly, because That's remember, because wait, yo, because what happened was this. Remember when Carly got into the car, mm -hmm. the, that episode when they robbed they they robbed the food bank and everybody was right. tied up, and she blew it up, and then one of her peoples was looking at it's her like, like what, what the doing? fuck did you do? Like, right, what did and you do? She's if like, you generalize all black smashers, then everyone who helped, everyone who looked at the app, mm -hmm. you would you group them all as terrorists? Yeah. So here's the deal. It, it, it's 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 always it's it's definitely um I see, they made the point bag, to show right? yeah they made in the real point world to show in real that. world it's a mixed bag right I've been right. in countries where there's freedom fighters mm -hmm. that are good and then they within two three years they they turn into a terrorist group like these these are real real life issues like have real consequences and even if you're start off for the right reasons you could turn into a terrorist group really fast and i think and i think that's what the show was touching up on so you're yeah right. because but, again, but, what they were, but the problem is is when you go down that hole that 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 slope right where you start going okay well we shouldn't use the word for terrorist because she was fighting for freedom and you're just a bunch of guys on the hill just you know legislating what you want for your pockets then you're the a show that is clearly all about communicating messaging they are messaging negative bullshit that i'm not going to stand behind and i'll definitely be like that's bullshit like that's just stupid like come on like she was a terrorist you're not going to come down with angel wings especially when your battles up there just got shot and you're not even going to help her like get up you're going to well, here's the thing i mean again it, it, the message at the end when sam again her body on it like there's there's agreement that she was irredeemable at the end that's a big that is the big agreement but it was the message saying that you know again we don't our legislators do need to listen to the people and that right. you know we all need to work together otherwise if we're not working together we're going to keep seeing this song and dance over and over and over again and it's just going to get worse so the that's where the message was at 
when it came yeah. down to this character. Um, again, as far as it goes, yeah, she was irredeemable at the end. What she did was wrong. Her actions was wrong. She was the villain in the series. Mm-hmm. But again, it is her actions on what Sam said. Like, listen, we all yeah, have to get I, together because we don't want this yeah. happening. But um, yeah, I, I don't. I, I'm just not buying the Sam. Come, all the entire thing where Sam's mm-hmm. like communicating with her and being like, "Hey, you need to stop what you're doing." I've I always saw her as a as as a villain from the beginning. I didn't see his character would until they took over his character and put him in this show. He would have not sat down with her and been like, "Let's talk about all the issues that are." That are propelling your your movement, like nah, but, but nah. You know, what is your feelings with Carly and everything? Um, I think he touched base on some things. Yes, she's a terrorist. I mean, I don't think we need to be play nice with them. She should have got locked yeah. up or whatever. But uh, at the same time, it did open up a conversation as to where you know how governments work or where they don't take into account what people lives are really like in real life not behind an oval office so i think that's where it opens that up and it's not like she she was doing things to help other people who needed the help things that people that got forgotten about mm-hmm. um the eventual direction she went i i wasn't surprised with i mean i expected her to die or at least get locked up or physically dismembered i don't know but we'll it it wasn't she wasn't a strong character for me. I, I just don't think that it villains make a good show and that didn't come off entirely. I didn't feel for her entirely, but I also didn't hate her on the opposite side. It was just another character kind of thing. You know what I mean? I don't know. That, I just, I was indifferent <laughs> for her. This show didn't excite me. It's just, I liked it. It was good. But it was, I didn't have the same, I'm more excited about Invincible than I am for this show, than I was for the show. I still so, have the last episode of watching Invincible. Do not ruin so, it, please. Oh, I'm not, okay, I won't say anything. But <laughs> that excited. right there is a whole different conversation. But yeah, I, I, yeah, I enjoyed it. It's good. Um, I'm not mad at it. I just, I don't have the same excitement behind it, it's all. There were certain things that lacked that, yeah. Tony, I want you to jump in on Carly. Uh, uh, Jarrell, did Jarrell go? Um, no, we're gonna go, Joe. Joe's no. next. Oh, I'm, I mean, just, I'm changing up the order. <laughs> oh, okay. Because I, I, I know we usually do guests first. That's all. That's all. Um, you know, thinking about it, I think I agree with what VMAC is saying that she's not an exciting villain. She's not like she's literally a face of of a of a movement. Mm-hmm. I think that the That's show, the, the show, while I enjoyed what they did with Sam, I enjoyed what they did with Winter Soldier. I liked how they brought in Isaiah Bradley and all that other stuff. I, I do enjoy I do enjoy all of that. I don't think we get enough about what I think the CRC or whatever. We don't get enough about what they were doing. Like yeah. we know there's a five year gap, and we get the idea of like of like people blipping out and governments just coming back out of nowhere and everything. But I don't know what is going on <laughs> to justify all right. <laughs> to justify an entire an entire movement. Like right. based off the show, we yes. see it, and clearly she has mm-hmm. a platform and she has a following that we see when you do the shit in Central Park and all those people show up. But mm-hmm. that's just how the show progresses and to show that she's gonna do something in New York. I don't know what this console was doing because this console, this co- council was created for the show. It wasn't like this console was created in Endgame and like like we knew this was gonna be a thing and right. how there's like 
things happening like even in wandavision you get like little bits and pieces about it because we got the bits about sword and what they were doing and we talk about what the crc is doing they literally made this for the show to bring up your antagonist and i don't know aside from the displacement of people and that part i get i get as a as a reason why these things are happening and i get that the angst these people feel when people are gone for five years and they're trying to struggle and they're trying to live and all of a sudden everyone who was gone immediately comes back and they try to bring back the status quo on paper logically i get why that would cause a movement and a stir and why we would get a villain but i think we could have gotten more from what was going on with this organization to try to bring the status quo back and i think that's kind of a the failure we got from from the show. I mean, granted, and that's fine. You know, we not everything's a home run, but right. uh, and I think that does Carly a dis a disservice as a really strong as a strong villain. But from the jump, we knew that she was going up this mountain of getting worse and worse and falling deeper into the ideals of going from what will be considered a freedom fighter and then going over the ledge and becoming now a terrorist. Especially after that scene of when they blew up. The, yeah. when she blew up not when that when she blew up and made the conscious decision to do that saying these people only understand violence right. and right. yeah and then she ends up dying and and sam said and sam has his peace and everything and you know it's you know there are bits and pieces there sure of like the next person and we should be listening and we should be doing what we need to do but sure like the fucking world essentially ended and then five mm -hmm. years later you try to bring it back as if nothing happened like right. that's that's also right. insane that's in, that's that's literally insane to just it, just imagine that Thanos didn't show up and ended the world for five years. So, but yeah, I, I think if yeah. we if we knew what this organization was doing and how they weren't helping, to then give right. it doesn't even have to be a lot. It can just be like a montage. Just give me a little something about what the CRC is doing to justify this movement and why it's so strong across the world. Well, right. and this, this just let me two seconds. I'll be right off. I just want to respond to that real quick. So the only thing is for for that, and I think this is. What you were talking about is basically thin writing. Uh, so what you find a lot of times when when uh, content is produced specifically just for messaging, what ends up happening is the story ends up lacking because the focus is on the messaging and not the story. So with these characters, they're basically, I look at them like they're so thin and the backstory and the concepts are so thin, they're just thick enough to write your message on. And that's why your stories end up suffering because these things are just props to be put in place just to put a message on it. And that's the reason why the, 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 the motivation isn't there. Her character actually could be pretty cool if they had just done a whole story on itself, just of her. I would actually have been more interested in them doing five episodes of that and explaining that and then coming into maybe this show. And then they mm -hmm. would have explained the blip. It would have explained, it would have built a new character and, and, that actress is badass. Like she could hold her yeah, own. Yeah, I mean, Pete, for, for Pete agrees with that because Pete says Erin Kellerman played a role of um, Infant's Nest, and she's yeah. always with the bad guys and everything. But again, that's her role and all that. But Jarrell, you're up next. Wow, that's all I got to say. <laughs> I think, uh, um, yeah, uh, Carly. Uh, the whole, I think it's GRC, CRC. I don't know. Yeah, some some acronym, right? <laughs> whatever it is, <laughs> global something. Yeah, whatever whatever it is, is that I think. Um, this is like a Game of Thrones last season issue. Oh, yeah. They could have they could have added a couple more episodes to make me right. sympathize with a villain. You know, you know the villain I sympathized with? I sympathized with Zemo. Zemo was badass. Zemo, I loved him. He got they let him go so early. Yes. Zemo, okay. Zemo made sense. But, but see, Zemo the way they, they, built, his, his they, built up, they built him up correctly. 
You know, um, you you understand like his whole coming back to Sokovia, that whole scene summed up why his his motivation. I could not sympathize with Carly. I didn't know, I couldn't understand the depth of what was happening. You know, it was it was explained. They had that little commercial about how it, it you know everybody was displaced and there was these camps. And then they showed like people in like right, you know, gear and like military and stuff like that. Mm -hmm. I just couldn't, I couldn't get behind it. And then you see Carly at the very beginning of the show, and she looks like she's on the run. She looks like she's a fugitive, and you want to sympathize with her. And then she goes completely ruthless, and you don't really get why she does it. Even when they showed her at a camp, you don't see her like, you know, she's interacting with all the refugees. And I still cannot. They didn't do a good job of making me sympathize with her cause. And 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 that was where it was lost because you couldn't you couldn't sympathize with her like Thanos, Thanos you of course it was built up over ten years but you know with Thanos you knew what his his uh, he was a hero in his own story you know you know yeah. he's a villain but he was a hero in his own story I I just could it's like Carly knew she was doing bad and then she even I don't even want to get to the point at that la her last line I'm sorry why didn't she say Sharon is the power broker I mean it's like why didn't she just say that to Sam that would be <laughs> You just shot me four times. I'm gonna tell the Sharon Carter. Is, is right. I just was thinking this was this like this is the right yeah. in writing that Joe was talking about. I want to I want to sympathize with her as her cause, and that would make me think the story was much richer. It would make me feel. It would make me compelled to like sympathize with her, even though I know she's wrong and she's a terrorist. Um, it would make the point of her the tragedy of her death to be more poignant to me. And that's what was lacking is like, I couldn't get behind her. I couldn't understand that. And and I think if they had a couple more episodes, maybe an episode to explain how people were really affected by the refugees, um, how they were uh, affected by the blip. I mean, I understand that people have come back in and everybody wants the instant solution. Let's put all the people that were re-blipped in, put them in, in a camp. And that's they're gonna have to be you know i understand that but i, I just didn't get that in that the doesn't make sense because all those kids came back in spider-man and they went right back to school i think uh, we, we we touched up on that on it yeah, the, 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 how, how we how we deal with the blip went from very comical, comical. and far from home the to serious. really to really serious in wandavision and i think while wandavision right. made sense for us to get a flashback episode just the way the show was going because we kind of wanted to know what was going on right this one we could have had one episode just and I would have been fine with of yes. a flashback right. dealing with Carly growing up and yes. with 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 Danya and see uh, why her death yes. is so important that to her to do it because we, we need yeah. we need some we just needed something I yes. think you know I and just like Joe said I didn't care Carly um I didn't really care about her cause right. it wasn't because you know she was a bad actress or anything like that um it was just that I I don't think they did a good job of explaining it and um. Yeah, it, and and you know, then you had like the the, the faceless po politicians, and you had everybody that was uh, you know doing these certain things, and then they just threw things in. I think if they just added like maybe two more episodes to help flesh things out, that would have solved a lot of these things that we were talking about. You know? I think yeah, I'm in agreement with that that part because again, it, it, they probably should have had at least one or two more episodes. It's 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 a Game of Thrones thing. Um, <laughs> Law, what did you feel? Did you like with that settlement with that with Carly? And yet, um, wait, before Zemo is the OG random masters of Ebro and broke his foot off in the Avengers' ass on a net. <laughs> he did. Right. He did. Right. He did. Yes, he did, Pete. But Law, please take it away with Carly. Um, I agree, I agree with everyone where they, they we don't have enough to sympathize with her, but 
I think they did give us enough to understand why she's going down the route she's going. We have enough context to know uh, with the reflections of what story they're telling with the modern day life in, in real life that like this is how to make a villain one-on-one, essentially. Like as we're seeing this, and I, I've been calling it since day one, she's going to either have a redemption arc She's going to die. Like, there's going to be something where we can either see her go a few different ways, but I called that, you know, this was one of those outcomes and it worked. Um, was it a satisfactory death? No. But I think, like, from the jump, when she, like, really started to lean into that, you know, that, that uh, you know, villain, uh, you know, persona, like, this is my cause, this is my, you know, everything, it was like, yeah, there's no, there's, there's no coming back for you. Like as soon as I saw her with her other, um, with the other flag smashers, and they're starting to look at her questioningly, like in this last episode, like, I was she's like, she's ready to throw it all in. She's ready yeah. to throw all in, and I was like, okay. She's I don't gonna, know. It was just she's like gonna die. And from I, one episode to the next, yeah, it was just I like. Mean, but but we but like they did leave they did leave the uh, breadcrumbs for us to know because even sam in her, his conversation with her mm -hmm. he's trying to say like listen you are literally one bad day away from being these guys that you hate and you vilify yourself mm -hmm. you know yeah so you're seeing you're seeing you know her, her not being be this true villain when they're literally creating a villain in front of you right it just depends on what side what side of the, the story you're on same thing, right. like you said, with Thanos. Thanos is the hero in his own story. Carly truly believed that she was doing what she believed was right and for a just cause. To the right. very, so very, to the very, nobody very nobody end. And then the, we the have... Kill somebody, nobody should care. Nobody should, but, but, but people did. Yeah, 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 people believed yeah. in her. The thing is, is that like, they're watching her do this and they're all still shocked every time she does it. They're all they're all still shocked because they want to believe that the ends justify the means. But if her but if her if what she did got the ending that she sought out and that she wanted or and that they wanted, then she would have been in the right and they wouldn't have batted two eyelashes at her. Yeah. They would they would have said that was a fucked up way to do it, but we got it done. Right. So, what are the writers trying to tell us then? Are we are we supposed to come away with this saying that she was the, she was in the right? Like, what are we? Well, what the are writers, we? The writers, absolutely the writers, not. Absolutely not. Because the writers again, they still wrote that she was a terrorist. She was a terrorist that was there. Um, what her character served purpose was that? Listen, mm -hmm. we want to avoid people becoming radicalized like this. We want to avoid this from happening again. I, I don't we know. Seabass brought up that conversation. brought up the mm. conversation that Sam had at the end with, with the politicians. It was like, yeah. this is how you get more of this. So unless you guys and the people that you are trying to help and affecting without actually doing anything about it, sit in the same room together, nothing's going to get done. And it's I a lot of band-aids for shit that needs actual medical treatment. And then again, it goes back to again that we all just have to get back to having a fucking conversation now <laughs> because like, again, people are too busy. And I mean, over the last few years, people are just too busy shouting at each other. We need to have the conversation again. That's pretty much it. But I want to get into um, because I know like I love Zemo's arc. I love the fact that Zemo had the last laugh at the end. He blew up the guys and all that because again, Zemo believed again. I, no I can't wait. I can't wait to get Zemo's um, stuff going on. I can't wait to see what they have for him. Um, again, cough, cough, thunderbolts, cough. 
Like, yes, Squaw, we're going to see that. Dark but Avengers. We're going to get into that too. But I really felt um, more for Isaiah Bradley's character because, um, again, uh, I want to mm. give a big shout out to all the veterans out there, all those who do serve in the military, all the unsung heroes, because Isaiah Bradley is was showcased as one of those warriors who was unsung. He was pretty much out there fighting and everything, and his story wasn't known for his heroics. Um, how did you guys feel, especially at the end when Sam also told I Isaiah's story? Yeah, I want to get everybody's feeling about that and knowing that there are, are veterans in histories whose story is not told. And we don't know the heroics a lot of veterans have done out there who've um, served for this country. Um, I'll start with you, V. I, I was emotional watching that scene because he it, it doesn't fix it, but it shows a step. Um, where the sto his story gets put out there and it gives people more of an idea as far as what's going on. And in real life, as far as there's so many people who serve that don't get that special acknowledgement, I mean, it, it's just it's just sad. And, and I thought that was a good way for Sam to kind of bridge that gap, to kind of get him to see where it's actually worth fighting for. I mean, and that's one of the things that I liked about that story arc in that side joe being a military member how did you feel about again that whole scenario so uh well, yeah so like, finally getting story told yeah so for me uh most of that sort of stuff really was frustrating because i i don't like it when disney decides that if you're going to write a minority character, they can only think a certain way act a certain way and have to have certain causes that's not a minority character. we're talking about in general i know um so what i'm talking about is at the end when he's recognized mm -hmm. that was the best scene that was the best moment of the entire series for me and i was i actually went to tears a little bit watching that mm -hmm. uh being recognized because there are a lot of people throughout history in, in in our in our world in our existence that are not recognized because of whatever their their religion or, or skin color they're just not recognized or they came from the wrong place or they served from the in the wrong you know era whatever and it's not you know until their grandchildren are being recognized for what they did because right. when they were around they weren't even barely around, allowed to eat with anyone else so uh, that was that was really emotional for me because i i lived that i've i've, ex I've existed in that space and i know how bullshit that is so that was a that was a pretty powerful moment for me that that was my favorite moment in the entire series for sure or the season rather. Gerald. Uh, yeah, I think that uh, Isaiah's story, I think that um, what was, I like the arc, you know, because, um, but what I didn't like is how they kind of portrayed him as kind of like this crazy guy at the very beginning. And then by at the end, you know, he's, he's a, uh, um, Sam makes that, that statement. He goes, why don't you clean your, you know, clean yourself up and we, we got, I want to take you someplace. And I'm like, and then, you know, you can see that they really made him look like, you know, he was uh, on on the edge at the very, when they first portrayed him. And then, you know, gradually they show him, and I think that's that's part of it. They wanted to show that he's he's let, he's coming to terms with what was done with him, to, to him, and then he's um, getting finally recognized. And I think what I, what I, what I, I thought was like, well, it made me think like they were trying to say that uh, the U.S. military or the government, everybody was like just, out to get him and 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 it was almost like this was like one 
uh, example that was going to be a blanket statement. And I, I was like, it's not that way. And and I, I just felt like stuff like, um, you know, there were some really powerful lines that were written to Isaiah, you know, Isaiah's dialogue that made me really think. And I think that's part of the good thing about this show. It definitely was thought provoking and it brought mm-hmm. a lot of emotions out there that a lot of people suppress and maybe don't acknowledge. And um, but the one line that I really just totally wrestled with, because I want to like believe that that uh, we, we, we are moving towards, towards something better, that that we are willing to to put our differences um, aside and go forward. But that one line where he says they're never going to let a, you know, a, a black man be Captain America. I was like, wow, um, powerful line, very powerful line. Um, but then that, that speech where, where Falcon gives at the end, um, where he goes, you know, I'm a black man wearing stars and stripes. I'm not, I'm, I'm, uh, uh, what is it? He says, I'm not bl- blue eyed and blonde haired. I, I, I thought that was like, so like just heavy. It was like really, really heavy. And I, I don't know if that was, I guess the best way to like ex- express it, but definitely was in your face. And I think that that's, it's good because it brought things up to the surface which would make people think a, a little bit more about it, but right. just wondering how that made everybody else feel. Because, you know, being a minority myself, it makes me think, uh, you know, more broadly, I guess, but that was just such a powerful line that I, I really just kind of like left with my eyes, like, how do I respond to that? I don't know, how did you guys respond to it? I mean, I, I'm gonna speak with that because again, it was, to me, I think everything, and I want to bring up Emilio's comment because, again, read Lane's Isaiah Bradley. It took Puerto Rico getting its own governor in the, um, for the U.S. to stop experimenting on the people on the island. So Isaiah's story was getting him recognition and sacrifice, and his platoon sacrifice. That's a big core of me and minority. Yeah, and, and that's something I'm recently learning about now more of um because again been studying a lot of these topics and learning more about what Puerto Rico would happen. And yes, it, it did strike a chord because these stories were actually written in the 80s that they're pulling from because even then um they were saying when john walker first became captain america um the united states government was thinking of falcon but they're like yeah world's not ready for a black captain america and that was in the 80s that they wrote that and to me is this is that it did strike a chord with me because i didn't know about racism growing up because we didn't see that we know we we were we're all a big mix of um a mixed culture especially coming from new york it wasn't until i traveled out of new york and then right. that happened you talking about puerto rico puerto rican well no well i'm learning about puerto rico, being treated like okay. you know because like, i was gonna say like, we're all puerto ricans on this thing yeah we all are we all we, we all, all look, we all look up drastically different from each other <laughs> <laughs> it's right. Puerto, Puerto Ricans owes every. This is a Puerto Rican panel right now because the Puerto Ricans are every. Jarrell, you're Puerto Rican. That's it. It did strike a chord with me, though. And, and again, it, it's just because um, at the end of the day, um, like I said, it, I've been someone because someone has seen me as a person with darker skin than them and have been treated like shit. And I don't like to think that the world is that way. That was never my reality. Another reality is when I was pulled off the bus um, by a police officer and to see my friend who was um, an African-American, how terrified he was of the police officer. Um, And I, you know, I come from a family that, you know, there are members of law enforcement and I had asked him and the way I was treated, he, um, you know, I asked the officer, why was I pulled off the bus? And he looked at me and goes, shut the fuck up. That's literally the response I got from him. And again, it was like, you know, 
when I worked with this guy named Richie, the stuff he got away with, and this was years later, the stuff he got away with, I was like, yo, I couldn't get away with that. I would be thrown on the floor. And it, and, and again, that's where those lines struck with me. And it was like, and it, and, and, and I'll be real to this day. It's like, I, I don't want to look at someone and fear them. I want to look at someone and be like, you know what? This is another human being. This is a human that I want to talk to. We're all human and that's our race. But that's, you know, besides the point, I mean, because I'm about to tear up with that. I'm sorry. Um, Tony, please go with that. What do you feel about Isaiah Bradley? Jeez. Oh, okay. Um, <clears throat> to everyone's point, it was, it was very, very, very powerful. And I felt a great addition to the the comic book series. It felt one of, it, it was the mm-hmm. other side of the coin that Sam needed as he grew into becoming Captain America. Uh, him dealing with uh, one of his ancestors saying, no, no, no black man would do this. And then, you know, talking to, 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 to Bucky and having that conversation with them that's saying we didn't know what this would, what this would be like. And he deciding to take on the mantle and deciding that I'm going to do this and I'm doing this, you know, not just for them or not just for you I'm doing this for, for everybody. And then having, you know, the courage for him to go on the screen and doing his press conference or whatever, and just having saying those things to the, the senators and making, making it known and like making it out there saying that I know I'm not, I may not be the guy for you, but I'm still going to be the guy. And I'm still going to represent, I'm still going to represent us. I'm still going to protect us. I'm still going to protect you. Uh, and I think, you know, and Isaiah coming to terms and, and them having that conversation in, in the garden uh, brought peace to him along with him getting the recognition that he does at the Captain America uh, exhibit. So while it was only, you know, he only had like a four episode arc, uh, I'm glad we got to see that and we got to see that growth for for Sam. So, I mean, so everyone's saying yeah. it, it's it's a very powerful and needed scene. And I think... Sam's growth wouldn't have been as good without Isaiah in it. Yeah. Right. Law. Yeah. Um, to, to piggyback off of that, I think uh, Sam's resolve to take the shield was like built by that conversation that he had with Isaiah, where he was like, I not so much to prove him wrong, but to just show him that it could be done. Um, and I think, in doing so, and then ha- having the you know the speech later on, like it really showed a side of Sam that I was like, "There you go. That's that's why you, that's why Steve picked you." You know what I mean? Right. Um, and then we you know later see him you know talk to Isaiah. It's like, "All right, I got something to show you." And having that like relation, like starting to build that foundation of like it doesn't have to be set in stone. Like things can change, mm-hmm. we just have to allow them to. Because um, we saw with their last interaction, like Tone said, there were two sides of the same coin. And like for me, I, um, I've seen those conversations where there you couldn't you could not tell either one that they were wrong, because to them, to their truths, they are absolutely right. You know, so seeing Sam take the onus and you know make that happen for Isaiah. Um, how however small a gesture was huge uh for him and i thought you know like giving that sense of not only recognition but a little bit of closure for isaiah was like beautifully done so i want to touch up on the podcast because this episode is heavy man because this this series i mean has been heavy it's been, wait you know, did vmac go did vmac did, did you go v- 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 okay yes. 
But I want to I want to touch up on a fun question because I want to end this with a nice fun question, a nice fun run. Well, before you go to a fun question, can I add one thing? <laughs> one thing. I want, one a, I want thing. a beer from you, Joe. One thing. I know. I know. I know. I, I'm, it's a triangle. Everyone's against me. Not playing. No. Um. I just Gerald's like the one that agrees, but like is nice and doesn't want to say it in like a, a way that's contrary. No. Uh. My issue with with Sam is that the way they decided to write this season was almost a completely different character. That's my only issue. Like I, I would have liked the season. I would have liked it a lot more if it was just a total different character. Cause it just doesn't, it doesn't fit with the veteran soldier that came in who served his country along other soldiers. And if anyone knows anything about the military, one of the things that you get from being in the military and and it doesn't always happen. Sometimes you have bad experiences. Sometimes you come across some racist piece of garbage and you're like, that piece of shit. And then guess what? You find out that your battle behind you, who could be any color, greed, whatever, is going to be like, yeah, that's a racist piece of shit. Let's fuck him up. Right. So when he comes from the military and he's a veteran, he's been downrange and he's done all that stuff. We meet him as a strong veteran that is like, I'm Captain America. I do everything he does just slower. So. He is a great character already, and what ended up happening with this series is I they they made the character into somebody else, and that was my biggest issue with the, the the story. And it represents to me what Disney does basically with Marvel characters that were traditional Marvel, then Disney purchases Marvel, and then they make characters do a different arc and they change direction. That was my biggest issue with the series because. Because Sam's great, like Falcon's a great character. Sam was great in the, the the movie series. He was a strong character. There wasn't this undertone of either uh, frustration from history of bigotry or anything like that. Like I can understand if they had touched on it and been like, okay, if you're going to be a black Captain America, you have to understand that you're going to have to bring together a divided group. That some people are going to hate you, some people won't. But like he came from a place. That was very different than the Sam character that we knew from the movies. And that was my biggest concern. That's I think, I don't think, I think it's more, I don't think he came from a different place. I think he had a different hurdle to come over. Yeah. It, it's it, this particular scenario is not what he's experienced in the past. He's not only grappling life after the blip with his family, where he's from. Mm -hmm. And then on top of that, this mantle isn't just, you know, being him, this is also Captain America's legacy on top of that. Right. And living up to that part is not something that we've mm -hmm. seen him come across. So right. it's just a different hurdle. I don't think it was right. so much like it was completely another character. It's just that you're seeing a different thing he has to now face. No, I agree. I agree. I, I totally understand yeah. it's a total it's different hurdle, and it will bring out challenges that you have never seen in a character, and it will challenge a character that you know. My concern is, is that what I'm saying is, is that I do believe the way he handled that adversity and that challenge was acted out by a, by a specific chain of experiences that I don't think he he had. Well, we don't. Well, here's the thing: to react the way he did. So we, I'm, not, I'm just not buying that that movement with the character. I think it's too far outside of that character's frame of reference, where how he would have reacted to that situation. 
And, I don't think so because um, yeah. the thing is, is this is that you're what the shows are showing is that you're very limited in what you and we we had this conversation earlier about Mortal Kombat with mm-hmm. the TV shows. Um, you can explore more of the character where the movie you're limited in what you can portray for the character because right. you have, you have so many at the same time. Control. Whereas if you're doing a, the show, now you're breaking it off and we don't know yeah. Sam's experience. And like I said, these are stories they're pulling from the 80s and, all, and also too, before Marvel was purchased by um, Disney, at the time, I remember going to a New York City Comic Con panel and they said that this is one of the things they wanted to do was try to bring diversity to their characters because they realized yeah. that they're, they're because these were questions they were asking at New York City Comic Con, the fans. And this was before it was like paneling and right. everything. This was like, Right. 2013, 2013. Yeah, diversity yeah. is always a good thing. We went. Yeah. <laughs> we did a well, diversity is definitely not the challenge. Yeah, but I want to go into the fun question, and this is the final question, is that Bucky is at the cookout. He is at the cookout. He's Again. welcome to the barbecue. <laughs> oh, <there you> go. <laughs> I feel like Bucky organized the cookout. Like, <laughs> let, let's be real. <laughs> Again, we're we seeing some hints. Friends. Are we seeing hints at Sam's new brother-in-law? God, I, <laughs> I already talked. I wouldn't talk about that. I would hope not. Um, I think that'd was be he, weird. Was he not looking at those kids like, "Oh, I'm gonna be your your new daddy"? <laughs> I'm just happy he's smiling again. That's yeah, I'm no. happy, yeah, I'm happy to see him smiling again. If it happens, cool. But like, it doesn't have to happen. Right. It doesn't have to. But I I just think it was a funny joke. I mean, did everyone see those memes of Bucky becoming the new brother-in-law? I want to get for sure. No, I, didn't see that. I haven't seen any. But I've been off Facebook. <laughs> so I didn't, I didn't so even good. know that was a thing. <laughs> they've, been, they've been really funny. Okay. I, listen, like I said, he he, Tag did, me in a few. he did get invited. He was the one who organized that cookout. <laughs> I, I Hashtag White Wolf. To, somebody needs to get Winter Soldier some, I don't know, barbells or something to lift because he looks like he lost like 40 pounds from the movies. Like he's got little tiny. He isn't as big as he was. Like I was like, what is the deal with this character? Like they've made him look so much smaller. It was really weird. I don't know. I'm not a fan of what they did. With the- I think we got, he we got wasn't some- working out during pandemic. I, I, also, yeah. I, also, I also think too that there's been time since after Endgame. So like and he's just like going to therapy. He's not really doing. He's not active yeah, he as that. he was. You know what I mean? Hero stuff. He's got super soldier serum. No, my man. Yeah. It was. It was. Yeah. All the, it was all the sake and stuff like that with the oh, old man. <laughs> <laughs> no, he's supposed to maintain a specific physique. He took some off-season pandemic time. I mean, I don't think he was at his. Yeah, his best. He was not. He was not at his physically, best. but he, he still looked good. I'm sorry, <laughs> man. good. I want to thank you guys again. So again, um, I thank you guys for coming on the show. Listening, everyone. I want you to follow VMac. Definitely check her links out. She is an awesome, dope artist. Check out Comics Cast. They talk to great creators, especially have that show and um, let it out on Sundays where um, Joe gets to put Daryl to hell by having him draw um, with their guests. <laughs> Um, but I want to give my final thoughts again. Um, I had something written down, but I really honestly want to point out to this. This was something that was, you know, took a lot for me too. was um, I love that you saw unity when you have Sam with Bucky at the end. And it showed that those two are brothers. Did it matter what the melanin of their skin was? These were two brothers. They went through it all and they're going to continue to go through it again. That was what I took away from the episode. Um but again, I thank everyone for coming on. This has been your host, Sebastian. Yeah, I was, I was, mute, I was, I was muted. My working. bad. My bad. I was like, why, why can't I find you? <laughs> it's your boy, Law. <laughs> from across the hall. All right.